0: You're listening to the Husker Cuz Cast Sports Show. Now here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and
1: Tyler Schaefer.
2: Hello everybody and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with the cousins, Derek and Tyler. It's time for our spring game reaction. The red team defeated the white team 24-13 in a game that was missing a lot of stars on offense and defense. Uh, Before we dive into our our offense and defense thoughts, uh, Tyler, briefly tell us your overall thoughts on the spring game.
0: Well, you know, it was a great time. I thought it was interesting. You know, I listened to a lot of score predictions, uh, YouTube namely, about how the red was just going to wipe the floor with the white. And that was a lot more competitive game than I saw coming. Definitely more than what you two saw coming. Uh, so I, I, it was a pretty good entertainment value for what we got.
1: Derek? <laughs> it was rather boring, really. For as excited as we were for this game, it was pretty boring. I, I knew I knew they were going to be pretty vanilla with the offense, but, man, they did nothing on offense. They didn't even look like they tried to open the playbook up at all. I mean, not that you should in a spring game. I get it. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty boring. Defense looked pretty good. I was a little impressed with defense, though. So.
2: Yeah, you'd think with the the way that they were matched up that there was going to be a lot more scoring. So the lack of scoring is kind of what made it a little bit boring there at times, especially in the second half. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about any concerns there that you guys have. We, I guess we can get into that a little bit later. But uh, let's talk about the offense here. Uh, Derek, w- what did you think about the offense overall?
1: Well, like I said, I know it was vanilla. It was pretty boring. Uh the player that I that probably maybe impressed me the most on offense was a guy that we all wrote off right before the game was Jalen Bradley. I, I, I enjoy watching the guy run the ball. And the guy had some moves. Like he was juking people. Almost had like a flash of Amir Abdullah in him on that first run he ran. Uh he had a few other good runs. Uh altogether I think he had fifty seven total yards on twelve carries. Hey, he's got a shot to at least get some kind of spot in this offense, I think. So I, I was impressed with him probably more than anybody.
2: What I think is funny is when I ask you about the overall offense, you skip the starting guys, the red. <laughs> You're just like, okay, here's a guy on white. Yeah, this is I, – I think that's kind of funny. I mean, but, but, just glossing over it.
1: But I, but I bring that up because, to me, after watching him run the ball – I think he has a chance to get a chance, get a spot playing with some starters by the time the season comes around. If he keeps up the hard work and he continues to improve.
2: Yeah. Tyler, what were your thoughts on the offense?
0: Well, you know, Jalen Bradley, I think I agree with you. He was impressive for a guy that, you know, was, as Derek said, pretty written off and, you know, I, I don't think many people thought much. Um, you know, I think Austin Allen looked really impressive out there. Um, you know, I, I don't know how close him and Rapdahl were in tight end rotation, but I definitely saw him being utilized more. Um, and we had a Cade Warner sighting guy. Uh, this guy's been kind of dead, and he had the biggest play of the game. So he looked quick, too. Um, wow. Pretty impressive,
1: but I will say
2: we I would just say- don't
1: agree. No, I would say he had the second biggest play of the game. Luer had the biggest play of the game with a catch from Masker. That was probably the biggest play of the game.
0: I thought Cade Warner had the big, I think, yeah. yards. That big reception, Cade Warner led the way. Yeah, hey, I'll he get I'll give to- out
1: of it.
2: Okay. Uh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to Cade Warner only because he did look fast. Uh, he looked really fast on that. And, you know, going against a little bit better uh, defensive team, uh than what lure was forget
1: looking fast he was powerful yeah he was knocking guys down on the ground he he did look fast but man he honestly when he first caught that ball and was running the ball i thought it was a tight end he's big he is jacked
0: he he, and, and i think you know i will go this way too i you know adrian martinez gosh i am so looking forward to him getting full his touch on the ball he just continues to impress every time he gets out there. I mean, for a guy that, you know, remember this time last year, we were like, is he going to be a good passer? Is he going to be a good passer? I mean, at this point, I, I honestly think I think he's a better passer than he is runner. It, it's just his touch on these passes, um, it's just remarkable. He had one bad pass that whole game that should have been intercepted, but um, I, I thought he looked really good. I, I was very happy with how he commanded the offense uh, again.
2: Well, yeah, I thought
1: it- he had a he had a screen pass that kind of looked like a backwards pass, and I think if it had gotten reviewed, it would have been considered a backwards pass. And it was a pretty bad throw to the to the running back, and it ended up going out of bounds. So we wouldn't have lost the we wouldn't have lost the ball, but we'd have lost some yardage out of it. It looked like a pretty bad pass. I mean, for the most part, you're right. That pass to Jerome Woodyard uh, for the for that touch for the one touchdown he threw it was phenomenal. He bulleted bulleted that thing in there. And Avery Anderson was draped all over John Woodyard on that play. It was actually really good coverage by Avery Anderson. For Woodyard to come up and make that catch, and for Adrian Martinez to make that throw was very
2: impressive. It, well, while we're talking – oh, go ahead, Tyler. Well, I,
0: I, I was going to go one more observation. but So if you were going to touch on that, Justin, you can go ahead and get it in.
2: Well, I was just going to keep it up, keep it going on with quarterbacks. And I was impressed with uh, Noah Vedrill coming in on the red. I think he made huge improvements from last year. Last year, we were highly critical with good reason last year. Uh, But the leaps and bounds that he made in the spring, I mean, that guy actually looked like uh, a real quarterback and somebody that I would feel comfortable if Adrian Martinez had to sit out for a, a series or two. That I have full faith that Noah Vedrill could come in and handle this offense. Very impressive.
1: Absolutely, he he was obviously the clear number two guy. Like I'm sorry, Bunch did not look good this year. Yeah, last year he looked a lot better than he did this year. I I understand he was working with the Whites, and there was probably not a lot of talent around him. But it wasn't even that. There were just some bad throws. He just he didn't look very impressive to me. Uh, I I know I'm going to get kind of crapped on for this, but everybody talks about. Luke McCaffrey and what we saw out of him, and I was clearly wrong on him being, being able to be backup because he's got some work to do, guys. He's going to be yeah. phenomenal in time, but I don't think he was as good as what people were saying. He a lot of people I heard a lot of people, like even at work today, people were telling me, "Oh, I think he had every bit as good at a spring game as Adrian Martinez did last year." And I'm like, "Come on, no, he didn't. Not even close. He's fast." He's fast.
2: Very fast.
1: And, he, and when he runs the ball, he's going to be exciting. And he can throw the ball. I'm not saying he can't throw the ball either, but he's, no, he's not where Adrian Martinez is, nowhere near. Not even where Adrian Martinez was last year.
2: So I, I, I got to get this off my chest here. The, uh, the rules of the spring game on how they deal with quarterbacks, where they just touch them and they're down. I get it. You know, green jersey, can't tackle, whatever. But one hand on a damn quarterback should not make that person down at least get two hands i, I mean i think there there were plays a lot of plays left on the uh, table where you know these quarterbacks are trying to make plays and one hand gets them and kills the play i mean uh with luke mccaffrey god there's uh, one play where he, he uh, accelerated around the corner and one hand got him I, think, I don't
1: think one hand got him i don't think he even got touched on that play I think a defensive I mean, guy kind of let up cuz he didn't want to hit him, but I don't think he got touched.
2: Well, whatever. They killed it way too soon. At least get two hands. Jeez, that that part was aggravating. I hope they look at that next year and let these kids make a play. Tyler? Or
0: or quit running them. Like I I get it that you're trying to do something, but if you're going to do this one-hand touch thing, like what's the point? Like it yeah. it just You saw this with Adrian Martinez too. They they would do that read option and it just it was pointless. I mean, there was nothing that could be done. It, it just, it it kind of slowed the game down. But, you know, I, I will say to a degree, I disagree with Andrew Bunch. Uh, did he look as good as Noah Vedral? Probably not. Um, you know, he had a really nice rollout pass to Miles Jones. Um, you know, I thought he looked generally fairly accurate. You know, he had that interception um, that bounced right off of uh, Miles Jones' hands um i i don't think that he played that poorly i don't think the gap is that big between uh bunch and vedrell still
2: yeah and he also had a, a td pass to legrone that well should have had one i guess uh and legrone was kind of uh tugged on they didn't call a flag but you know after replay it looked like there probably should have been a, a flag. I mean, that was, that was a good ball right there. Yeah. He had opportunities. Just,
0: he played all right. I think against that, and we'll get there in a second with the defense, but going against that secondary uh, and with those receivers, I, I think Bunch, I left that game kind of on the opposite seat with the bedroll where everyone's like, oh, my God, he's leaps and bounds of bed. I, I just, I didn't see that. That's not the film I watched. Um, on the Luke McCaffrey thing, Guys, I, I have been on this hype train. Um, I, I continue to be on this hype train for him. Was he a great passer? No. Uh, he looked. On, he went two for five when he was with the Whites, and he went one for eight with the Reds, including missing a, one of the worst, arguably the worst passes of the game with a wide-open guy right down the middle. But I will say his athleticism, I, I mean, I don't think there's a question, and this is no stab at Adrian Martinez, He's the most athletic quarterback we have on the roster. I mean, he he looks a lot faster than Adrian Martinez looks. Am I wrong no. there?
2: No, no, I, I agree. I think uh, acceleration. I think he's got it. I, he's just so much faster. I mean, uh, Adrian Martinez is great running the ball. Don't I'm not gonna lie, good,
0: good running. I am I, not saying I'm not yeah. taking stats out of him, but.
2: But the pure acceleration—it's—it's it's almost like Taylor Martinez with the, as fast as that quick acceleration can go. Yeah. Uh, God, it's going to be fun. So with Luke McCaffrey, you know, okay, not going to play quarterback this year. Even if he gets four games in, he probably won't. Uh, go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. Well, before you go on, I kind of want
1: to talk about those interceptions. Uh, and we'll probably get a little more on this in the defense, but they're obviously playing some tip drills because all three of the interceptions that happened in this game, you talked, uh, Tyler, you talked about, uh, Noah, Ved- or uh, not Noah Vedrill, but, uh, bunch of interception being tipped by, uh, Miles Jones, but, uh, Vedrill threw an interception as well that bounced off a guy's helmet. And then, yeah. uh, McCaffrey threw an interception that went out of another guy's hands, uh, And it got tipped, and uh, uh, Alioth caught it. I I don't really know him very well on the defense, but he intercepted it. And I just thought it was funny that we had three interceptions thrown in that game, and I wouldn't blame one of those quarterbacks for any of those interceptions. Yeah, that's fair.
2: So back to Luke McCaffrey, is it worth moving him to wide receiver just to get his athleticism on the field?
1: Derek? I, I think so, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I would still probably lean a more, little more towards redshirt this year, unless he's just that much of a playmaker. Uh, we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. If for the next two years, if you can have him out at wide receiver and Adrian Martinez for a quarterback, can you imagine the playbook that Frost could come up with with them two on the field at the same time all the time? All right.
2: So So this year, would it be worth burning the redshirt over? he could find a home at wide receiver
1: he he would have to be an instant playmaker at wide receiver before i could say yes but i mean if he if he could be that instant playmaker sure
2: why not i mean you saw our wide receivers in this game not a lot of standouts i don't i don't think but uh tyler what do you think about luke mccaffrey moving to wide receiver
0: you know it it kind of reminds me it's slightly different circumstances but you know, Eric Crouch and Bobby Newcomb, you know, and and what I mean by that is you have a really great athlete who's a quarterback whereas Bobby Newcomb years ago, and he's not going to play. I mean, there's no way he's unseating Adrian Martinez until Adrian Martinez leaves. So do you try to find a way to get him on the field? I I would say this year my answer is no. If you want to roll him out there a few games in a wildcat format, uh, formation and kind of mix it up a little bit on a team. I, I, I'll I buy that. I, I don't know if I even like t- taking Adrian Martinez off the field, but I just think you don't know what we're going to get with Logan Smothers coming in this next recruiting class. I, say what you will about Noah Vedral and Andrew Bunch. I mean, both of them will be gone before – I mean, they even get a chance to start. I mean, if Luke McCaffrey is your future at quarterback, if that's one year or two years, I think you've got to keep him getting reps at quarterback this fall. You can't risk him getting banged up at wide receiver. Um, I, I, I just don't see why at this point you make that rotation.
2: But with the guys there, essentially doesn't that just make him scout team quarterback anyway? Is he going to yeah, get I, any reps?
0: I, You know, I, it's hard to say. I mean, how much of this was a bad spring game? It's one practice we saw was this a little bit of the lights got him a little bit of the, you know, the circumstances got the best of him. I, and again, I think you're looking at the, a guy day one who is going to be the dynamic runner. And you you can look at and say his passing was so par all you want, but man, if you look at what he did running the ball, I think he was impressive. And if he comes in, in plays which i don't think is going to happen but if he did you would assume it's going to be a lot less passing a lot more running with him so i, I think that that is going to change it up a little bit
2: so i want to go back to the running back situation a little bit uh brody belt he started he got the start for the red and damon benning said uh about brody belt during the broadcast that uh, he was by far the best running back of march and early april what were your thoughts, and impressions of Brody Belt, Derek?
1: Uh they didn't live up to the hype. Uh, you know, I heard a lot of people talk about Brody Belt and said he was going to be like the automatic star. He was going to be the Wyatt Mazur of the last two years and just run this. He was going to run this offense and just take take all the carries and look great doing it. He didn't look bad. I don't. I don't want. I'm not trying to crap on the guy because I think he looked good at times. Uh, overall, I didn't think he was, maybe it was too much hype on him. So maybe I just didn't think he lived up to the bill, but I don't know. He just, he just didn't do it for me quite.
2: Tyler, were you impressed by Brody Belt?
1: You know, he he was good, not great.
0: You know, he, he was a Jim Beam, not a Woodford reserve. I mean, he, he was all right. I'll drink it. He's a mixer.
2: He's all right. He's just a mixer.
0: just Justin to mix, throw some ginger ale, be good to go. I mean, I again, I'm with Derek. I don't know if the hype got the best of him. I, I will say this. I don't know if I saw a gap between any of the running backs. I, Derek said this before. I think Jalen Bradley was the most impressive. I agree with that. Was he more impressive than Wyatt Missouri? I don't know. But it, it, there was not a huge separation at the running back that day. I mean, I thought they were all about the same.
2: So if you look at it in terms of what the coaching staff did to divide them up, right? Uh, with Brody Belt, White Missouri on the Reds, uh, Jalen Bradley on the Whites. Uh, which running back that played in the spring game do you think is going to get the most carries uh, this fall compared to the other running backs that actually played in the spring game? Tyler, I,
0: I, I'm going to I'm going to go White Missouri. Uh, really? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if he was. I mean, I don't know. Again, I thought him and belt uh we're about the same. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know um, you know, if there's much separation. Him being a senior, I think there's something to add to that. I trust him the most. Whatever Jalen Bradley's done to be in the doghouse, the coaches obviously don't trust him that much. I, I'm not going to trust him that much. I, I So I'm going to go White
2: Missouri. Derek, I think what? I know where you're going. Well, I...
1: I'll go with Jalen Bradley just for the sake of argument. But, Tyler, I tend to agree with you a little bit. And I think the big, I think what the biggest difference is, especially with the, what this staff expects out of a running back, is catching the ball. And I think that's what is keeping Jalen Bradley held back. I don't think he catches the ball real well. Uh, White Missouri, he catches the ball well. He runs the ball well. He's more of an all-around kind of back that these coaches look for. So, Tyler, you're probably right, but I'll say Jalen Bradley because I think he looks more like a more dynamic runner itself.
2: So this fall we got three additional running backs coming in. Maurice Washington, hopefully we'll know by then if he's going to be a contributing member to the team in the fall. If you had to guess right now, and, I mean, we're going to get into our depth chart here uh, next episode, Uh, but do you see any of these guys running backs in the spring game? Cracking in your top three in the for running back. Derek? Yeah. Oh I'll, go, I'll go ahead,
0: first. Tyler. Well, I I think one hundred percent. Um I, I you know, Mo Washington's up in the air. We'll, I'll, I'll give you probably more of my thoughts next episode on him. Um, but I, I don't believe, you know, I, I'm not convinced Ramir Johnson is ready for big times at Ronald Tompkins. Um ACL's a concern. I, I'm just. I think just out of necessity, at least one of these guys is going to have to be in your top three.
2: Derek.
1: Well, you talk about Dedrick Mills. I, I think my biggest concern with him still is academics, and if he's actually going to make it this summer. Uh, I still haven't heard anything on where he's at with that, and so I think that's a, just as much of a concern as Mo, Mo Washington at this point. Uh, if Mo if if Mo Washington's eligible and Dedrick Mills is eligible. I would still say yes to your to your question. I think one of these guys can easily step up in the top 3 because I'm I'm am with Tyler. I'm not concerned or I'm not necessarily uh convinced that Ronald Tompkins and Ramirez Johnson are going to come in here as true freshmen and light it light it on fire yet. Maybe they do. I could be wrong, but uh yeah, I think I think right now it, it would be easy to say that one of these guys would almost have to step up. And,
0: and and I will say this, and I, I'll probably repeat myself next episode. But if Mo Washington does not play, I fully expect to see that both of the freshmen getting reps. Yeah. I, I think you will see it. Now, do, is that the four game? Is that the four games that they hold them out? That could be. Um, I, I unless they're going to be top two, I find it very impractical that the coaches are going to burn the red shirt if they're going to be a fourth-string running back. So will you see maybe a couple glimpses of them? And if they really impress and they can make that top two string, maybe they get the shot. But otherwise, I I don't see it. And if that's the case, it it ain't going to happen.
2: All right, final question before we move on to defense. Uh, Derek, which player uh, made a case for more playing time in the fall? Uh, whew,
1: that's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna gonna go with Austin Allen because I I think he looked pretty good. Tyler kind of spoke on him earlier. I think he did a really good job with the uh offense or with with some of the catches. He's got to be a little more consistent on catching yet because I think he dropped a few balls that really he needed to catch. But I think he's definitely gonna, I think the tight ends as a whole are gonna find a lot more uh role in this offense than they did last year. And I think that's going to be exciting, especially when you get uh, Jack Stoll and Austin Allen both going. And uh, Katerian Legron, I think, is also in there too. So, Mm
2: -hmm. Tyler, who do you pick?
0: You know, Derek took my thunder there. Uh, You know, I I don't know if you're going to read too much into this, but they started the game in a two-tight end set. And last week, I, I said this. I said, I wonder if they're going to do a little bit more two-tight end. I, I got, I, I'm not convinced that we're going to be able to rotate. I mean, I think our we're going to play three wide receivers. I'm not convinced we're going to do that a lot. And I think with Austin's Allen's size and mobility, I think you put him on that outside against some corners. Man, that's a mismatch. And I think he looked good in the spring game. I think you're going to see a lot of him in the fall.
2: I want to throw a name out. I'm gonna th- Go ahead, Derek. Okay. Well,
1: I want to talk about the offensive line before we move to defense. But if you've got something to say All about right. tight okay. ends, go ahead.
2: No, I don't have anything to say about tight ends. For, as far as my player who made a case for more, more playing time in the fall is I'm going to go with a backup quarterback here. I think Noah Vedra, I think he showed enough where uh, the coaching staff could have trust in him uh, late in the game. Uh, Adrian Martinez, he doesn't need to play all four quarters, especially if we're blowing out teams, I think there's enough trust right there where you can throw Noah Vedrill out. So he is my pick for uh, making a case for more playing time. Let's talk oh, about offensive. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I, I got to Justin, you've been ragging on that guy. And, and after a spring game, after a spring game where he looked good, I mean, the guy looked good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say he did not but I mean, you look at his numbers. I mean, was he really, really that impressive? I mean, thirteen for nineteen, pretty good day. One hundred and forty-four yards. You didn't see him push it downfield. I just, for a guy who's been as critical of Noah Vedral as you have, think of that. I mean, you should cut him basically into saying that. Yeah, you know what? I'll trust him in the third quarter of a game. Hey, I just, I you've changed.
2: Hey, I did. I, I finally saw something out of him, something that we were looking for all year last year. You know that. You know, from the spring game last year up until you know Bethune Cookman, whatever he never he never turned a page. He's finally turned that page to be the guy that Scott Frost said, "Hey, come to Nebraska, follow me." You know, and I mean, I'm, I was impressed. I, I got to say that. Derek, go well, ahead.
1: I, I think it also speaks volumes to what this coaching staff is saying and, and how truthful they are with with everybody when they say. You know, Frost just came out what was it, last week when he said he almost felt bad for putting Vedrill in that Bethune-Cookman game because he didn't feel he was prepared for it. Uh, Verduzko said something about the spring game last year that uh, he didn't think that Vedrill had really gotten enough reps to really probably put him in that spring game. They wanted to get him the reps, so they put him in there. And so now that he comes in and looks this much improved, now knowing that he's eligible and knowing what he that he's going to be a part of this uh, the quarterback race, he uh, he did look better, and I th- I think he did. Look- it, it, you're right, Tyler. He didn't throw downfield a lot. He he had a few good pass, few good passes that were well defended. I thought that he did throw downfield, but it was his command of the offense, and I and I I can't stress that enough. He had that offense going just as fast as what Adrian Martinez did. Like he had the offensive lineman running up to the up to the line. He had the right receiver set right. He had the, his running back set where he wanted them set. He just had that offense, like the offense trusted him just as much as they trusted Adrian Martinez.
2: Exactly. All right, you wanted to mention something about the offensive line, Derek. Go ahead.
1: Okay, so I'm probably gonna get hammered for this one too. Uh, but before we hand every, uh, Cameron Jurgens a starting center spot, we, this kid's got some work left, and I'm I'm not convinced that everybody else is that he's our starter come fall. He had so many errant, bad snaps that, and Justin, you and I kind of talked about this before. If we didn't have the the athletic quarterbacks that we had, we would have had probably five or six snaps go past those quarterbacks, he, of, of just of his snaps, at least four of them that I counted. Uh, so before I just hand him a, jo- a starting job on that offensive line, he did some good things. He, he did some things that were fa- fairly impressive. He still has some speed when he runs and he does some good downfield blocking. Uh he can pull, he can you know, he can snap and pull pretty well, but he's still got to snap the ball accurately every time. Like we can't have these bad snaps. It doesn't work well
2: in a fast offense like this. Tyler, what did you think of Cam Juergen's performance?
0: Um, you know, I, I thought he he was okay. Um I, I he didn't the snaps were concerning. That was definitely a note I took during the game. You know, my wife gave me a hard time because I took almost two pages of notes during the game, and the snaps were on there. I thought overall he played pretty well. Um, You know, I think where I saw a lot of concern is with our guard play, and Bo Wilson's included in that. Hickson did not look good. You look at John Raridan got bull rushed horribly by Darian Daniels, which we're about to get to. Our interior line play, especially at that guard position, is. It's almost to the point of epidemic. Um, I, I don't know what the coaches are going to do, but like, if you ask me today, what the most concerning position on our team is, it might be offensive guard. I, I just, I, Bo Wilson. I, I don't know if it just speaks to that much to our defensive lineman, but he did not look good. He had a false start in there. Um, yeah, that that position group is really frightening to me.
2: All right, well, let's talk about the defense now. Uh, The defense that made your guards look bad. Sticking with you, Tyler, what did you think about that defense?
0: I like them. I I like where they're at. I feel feel good. You know, one thing I will note is for everyone that's like, oh, my God, our offense is in, like, you know, panic mode. Remember, J.D. Spielman was not out there, and – He changes the game a little bit, but man, I'll tell you that secondary. Every member of that secondary, especially the starting four, looked impressive to me. And I am convinced that our starters and you had Cam Taylor in there. I, I I am confident that this those five secondary is as good of a unit as we have on this team. Defensive line is deep. Deep, deep, deep. Casey Rogers looked good. Damian Jackson had a sack. Um you know, I, I just I Darian Daniels was impressive. I, everything was great. Um, I I just I I I was very impressed with this uh, defensive line and defense as a whole.
2: Derek, do you share share that sentiment?
1: Absolutely. Uh, Tyler, just to correct you a little bit, I think Darian Jackson actually, uh, Damian Jackson actually had two sacks.
2: He did. He had two. Uh,
1: dude, th- there was there was a lot of. Uh, Guys in the backfield. There was a lot of disruption. Uh, Tyler, you mentioned that about the guards. I, I didn't see it just in the guards. though. It seemed like across the board. This defensive line. This defensive line impressed me. The, you're right, Tyler. We're deep. I was concerned about the defensive line a little bit because you know four coaches in five years kind of wears on a on a couple kids. You know, but man, I coach Tony Tuioti is. I might. He might be my favorite coach on this team outside of Frost he the, the, he has these kids playing hard all the time uh he i think he's getting more as much as i loved uh, mike dawson i think he's i think two two odie's getting more out of these players than what dawson was ever, ever last year uh linebackers we're still thin guys i Barry's going to be in probably almost every play and then you might see uh honus and uh miller pretty much sharing the other spot and maybe they can rotate between those three inside linebacker guys. We're we're just thin, uh, but I mean I've seen some walk ons looking fairly okay. But I just I struggle to trust Chris Cassidy, and I hear a lot about Joey Johnson. I, I'm not sure he's there yet, but we'll see what happens. I guess come fall. Uh, secondary, you know. Tyler, we talked about this a while back. We talked about Noah Paul Gates coming here and being an instant instant guy or a guy that's gonna just come in and be an immediate impact. I'm not sure he is at this point. I think our I think our secondary set where we're right where we need it right now. I think Dismuke Muke looked really, really good. Uh Deontay Williams was probably one of the hardest hitting guys on that team. Uh Lamar Jackson played aggressive and looked really good doing it. He broke up a pass in the end zone that looked really good. He hit, He had some open field tackles. And that was probably my biggest takeaway on this whole defense was open field tackles. Yes. Open field tackles look so much better. I get it's a spring game, but they look so much better than it ever did last year.
2: All right. So I got to ask this question here. We were talking about Jalen Bradley, uh, 12 rushes for 64 yards. Uh, wow. 57 yards net. Uh, the way that he was gashing that red defense to start off the game, is there any concern there where we may have like uh, an oh shit thing last year about the ability to stop the run? Did you get that sentiment, Derek, at all? I, I did
1: when the game started. When I first seen it, I was like, man, Jalen Bradley is just gashing his defense. But, you know, I rewatched it. I, th- I think Bradley really kind of made some good moves that helped him a little bit. And I understand other running backs will have those moves too. Uh, but you know, I think they adjusted well and I think they started shutting everybody down afterwards. Uh, there was a the one play where, uh, Jalen Bradley, no, it was Miles Jones had run the ball. It was a fourth and one on the white and Deontay Williams came and just basically power kid. I kind of felt bad for the tackle, but, uh, you know, yeah, I think, I think they made some good adjustments as a game in, in the game. Like, Not at halftime they made some adjustments, like in-game adjustments, which is something we haven't seen in numerous years. I don't even know if we've seen that under Pellini ever.
2: So, Tyler, it's not news that uh, over this offseason you've been a huge fan of this defense and their potential, this defense. Uh, You've already named a lot of stars. Which player made a case for more playing time in the fall in your eyes?
0: Man, that's tough. I, I I think you know the tough thing about this is the guys who played exceptionally well. I, I think for the most part, are guys I already had penciled in. Um, I got two names I wrote down for this. Um, you, the the first name and uh, the one I'm going to go with is so uh, is Casey Rogers. I here's a guy I did not see cracking the three deep at defensive line. Uh, I don't know if how much reps he's going to get this fall, but you know, outside of the guys I felt really confident in, um, I, he, he is the guy that impressed me the most. I thought he looked good with the whites. He looked good. Um, you know, with, and I thought he played at a point where I think he's going to get more
1: playing time this fall.
2: Derek, who do you have, uh, as a player making a case for more playing time in the fall?
1: Well, my answers are, my answers are a little bit more, uh, generic i guess but I, I thought jojo doman was one of them like that guy was all over the field and i know i kind of had him as a starting linebacker when we did the depth chart before spring but that guy was all over the field guys and i he looked awesome like i love that i, kid. Derek, I disagree
0: like he looks good when he makes plays he you talk about bradley look look at this film look who bradley was juking out like JoJo was over there getting juked out a little bit. Like when Bre- when JoJo gets his hands on someone, he is athletic, he makes plays. I I not to rain on that kid's parade, but he was the I don't want to say the biggest disappointment in the spring game. He he I I would I would need to go back and rewatch it because I didn't type tally this up, but I would bet twenty percent of the jukes Bradley had were gets Jojo Domin.
1: I uh, I I just I didn't see I thought he was disappointing. I thought he looked good in coverage. I thought he looked good tackling for the most part. The the other name I would I would mention outside of him would have been Alex Davis. Alex Davis looked really good in that game.
2: Well, thanks for taking my pick, Derek. Oh, that's sorry. the guy that I was that's the guy I was going to name. I thought uh I was actually impressed with what Alex Davis brought to the table. That was a guy that I wasn't quite sure uh you know where exactly he would fit in in this defense, uh, but he he seemed to have a really good uh, a strong spring game there, and uh, for me to think that you know he was just going to be a backup, shoot, I I was I liked it, very impressed.
0: Yeah, I, I threw my one last one out. Go ahead, Garrett Nelson. Uh, yeah. I I thought okay. Garrett Nelson he didn't make a lot of plays the guy played with a lot of fire. I he was with the Whites. I you know, I think there was a lot of people are like is he going to redshirt? Is he not? I I think he, he is going to earn some playing time, probably mostly special teams. Uh but I think you're going to see that kid play. He, he
1: made he made one play, had one tackle, and the best part of the tackle was a celebration after the tackle. <laughs> there maybe right. I like that. Uh, Look, I like uh, Garrett Nelson. I hope I hope the best for the kid. Uh, I, I see a lot of people kind of high on him too, and here, here's my question for you guys: Where was where was Tyron Ferguson? Did you anybody hear anything about? It? He was in because I seen him playing. He was probably I, my most disappointing defensive player. I did not hear well, or see anything I mean, of him all game. I had shit, to check
0: Breon the stat Dixon, line on him. Well, shit, Breon Dixon even had a pass breakup. Tyron yeah. Ferguson, I I don't think he did anything.
2: I think he had he was credited with two tackles, I believe. Uh, let me look it up here. But, no, you're, you're exactly right, Derek. I mean, that was a guy that I think a lot of people had penciled in as a starter. And uh, he, he had two tackles. He assisted on two tackles. Uh, I, I
0: think I, I think you've got to be looking right now. And, you know, this defense, I'm still – I think this defense is going to be much better. But the weakness of this defense is going to be that linebacking core. I yeah. I just I think the defensive line is deep and good. Darian Daniels was excellent. Secondary might be the best unit on the field for at least the starters. Besides I, Muhammad Barry, I I just I don't know if I see another potential All Conference type player there. I just don't know if I see it.
2: I, I Interesting was really you su- say that. I think we're gonna have an episode where we talk about that, but <laughs> go ahead, Doc.
1: I was really surprised, Tyler, or, or, or really Justin, you either. I never, never never mentioned Darian Daniels as your uh guy to to, to prove to make to earn himself some
2: time playing this fall. Or well he- isn't it a given isn't it a given that he's gonna oh, be the guy? I don't know. Is there ever a is given is it not a given? Yeah, I, I think, think it exactly. is now, but I don't
1: know if there's ever a given to start. I mean, I, I
2: have
0: penciled in my starter. Know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 since we did the the our original depth chart, I, I just, I I mean, it confirmed what I was hoping to see from him. That's for sure.
2: I mean, they already talked about an eight eight man rotation there on the defensive line, and uh, but I, I think he's sure to lead the way in that one. Uh, hey guys, we, we got to move it along here a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about special teams briefly, mainly because uh, our favorite punter, Caleb Lightborn, he placed his name in the transfer portal today. Uh, so I wish him luck. I hope he finds a place where he can compete. Uh, but he did not have a good spring game. Uh, he had three punts, averaged uh, like 29 yards. Longest was 36 yards. He did not make a case for more playing time this year, and it's just it just kind of caps what we kind of knew about his ability uh, punting at this level. He, he just wasn't there, but he's gone. We'll, we'll see what happens to that scholarship. Uh, uh, Armstrong Isaac Armstrong. He c- continued. He, he's he's the guy. I do want to talk about uh, your thoughts on Cam Taylor at punt returner. Uh, I got to say that. Early in the game, I was easily confused when uh I thought Red was punting and a red guy was receiving the punt i'm like what, what, what the hell what the hell just happened? I thought red anyway, he was uh receiving punts for both teams. thoughts on cam Taylor Tyler
0: you know, obviously we didn't see anything from him returning uh God, I don't know i you know it's hard for me to believe they're going to put J.D. Spielman back there you know he's probably our best punt returner um I think right now they're looking for options to avoid keeping him back there um because how valuable he'll be at wide receiver but uh, it was interesting it was one of the biggest takeaways is that they're looking at him at punt returner
1: Derek well I'll keep this part quick but there's another part I want to add at the end but Uh, I I think Wondell Robbins is probably the leading candidate for that job, but since he didn't play, they had to put somebody back there. So they just threw a kid back there that knew they would catch a ball. They fair-caught it every time, which you expected. Here's my question for you guys. How in the hell do you get a catch interference in the the spring game?
2: I love the aggressiveness. We've got (laughs) to clean. Kill that returner. Kill
1: him. We have got to clean up penalties. Like, There were two things Scott Frost said he wanted out of this spring game. He wanted to come out of it healthy and he wanted a clean game. Well, we came out of it pretty healthy for the most part. The clean game did not happen. There were way too many penalties in this game.
2: There was 12 penalties overall. In the first six games, we averaged like 12 a game. I mean, come on. It's a spring
1: game. I mean, come on. You shouldn't have that many penalties in a spring game. Come on. Especially catch interference, where you know he's going to fair catch it.
2: Yeah, well, fire that guy. Uh, Derek, did you see anything in the spring game that changes your expectations for the upcoming season? Oh,
1: yeah. I I think my expectations are growing slightly. Probably shouldn't because it's spring game fever. But seeing that defense play as well as they did, I, I think my expectations went up a little bit. Because I, I, I do believe with uh, the offense having Spielman, Wondell Robinson, and Mo Washington out and all these players out, I think it does make a difference in what this offense does. Plus, I think Frost, obviously, well, obviously he will open up the playbook when we start playing against real teams. Uh, so I, I'm not uh, – I mean, maybe maybe Tyler's right. Maybe this offense does take a slight step back, but they're still going to score some points. But if this defense can actually stop some teams, I, 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 Nebraska could be dangerous.
2: Tatter,
0: no, I, 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 saw nothing that changed my opinion. I, I think this defense is going to be better. I thought this the whole time. I think our offenses might take a small step back. Been thinking that. I, I just, no, I mean that. That's about what I saw. I thought I was going to see. I thought the offense would look a little bit better across the board but um no, that's pretty much what i expected to see.
2: Yeah, i didn't see anything that changes my mind on uh for the upcoming season. Just given the number of elite players that were sitting out on offense, uh it was kind of disheartening to see that we didn't score as many points as i thought we would, but if i take a step back and realize that all of our stars are sitting out, i can almost understand it. I Given that, and you know, we just didn't show anything. I mean, we weren't trying to show anything, just put a little something out there to entertain the fans. Uh, so right now, I'm not worried. Uh, I didn't, you know, not super excited that we're gonna go 12 0 or anything by no means, but uh, we'll see. Uh, spring game nuggets, uh, pitches, complaints, you know. Just things you want to shout out. I, I want I want to talk about this real quick because this was mine. The announcers for the game sucked. Amir Abdullah loved you as a player, but he was terrible. The uh the the play by play guy. Why are they not naming players uh making plays? I mean Geez, you had to sit there with a roster in hand just to see who made that play because they weren't going to tell you who made the play. It's like, oh yeah, uh, Brody Belt was tackled. No shit, guy. I saw who made the tackle. I, I just I wanted to know that stuff. So that's my little complaint about it. I hated the I hated the broadcast. The announcing was terrible, Derek. Well,
1: it was. I, this isn't new news. Like. This is what like the fourth time that Amir Abdullah has done the spring game, and he sucked every time. I mean, it's not like he's gotten better. He hasn't
2: gotten worse. He just sucks at it. Like he referred to him as the Khalil twins, not the Davis twins. The <laughs> Khalil twins. Come on,
1: dude. I, I I I I dreaded listening to him talk when I heard. I, I knew before the spring game started. I was like, oh, Amir Abdullah, they're gonna get Amir Abdullah back in there. I do not want to listen to this guy. Get somebody up there who has a little bit of experience, in the, they should have put Damon Bain up there. At least he's got some broadcasting experience. And you don't you don't have to worry about him just keying off on stupid crap. I guess I don't know.
2: That's somebody at least that's familiar enough with the roster to identify a player making a play. Good lord, Tyler.
0: Well, I you know I'm not going to shit on a Abdullah. I I would go with my little. Random tidbit is, I don't know if Jamie Nance has pissed off people, but my God, did that guy get popped like two or three times really hard. Avery Anderson took a lick on him. That was probably the hit of the game. Um, I, but there was about three hits that Nance took that was a uh, probably three of the hardest hits of the game. I don't know if he pissed on someone's Cheerios, but uh, <laughs> he, he does not seem like he's getting along with the upperclassmen.
2: Wow. I, I guess I didn't really notice that. Derek, what'd you think? Well the play you're talking about
1: was the one where it ended up bouncing off the guy's helmet and it he got the interception too. Uh that it was a brutal hit. Like it, and you know what the funny thing yeah, is It was a, almost targeting. no, it was targeting. It was helmet to helmet. It was face mask to face mask hit. It, he, he would have been ejected from the game for that hit. Uh you know,
2: I <laughs> I, I thought the <laughs> How defense bad would that be getting ejected <laughs> in the spring game.
1: You know, Does that I, I thought that suspension <laughs> I got let's hope not. Uh, well, I guess it's Avery Anderson. He ain't gonna see the field anyway. But, uh, Ooh, ouch! <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I thought the defense as a whole hit hard. Like they were just out there ready to smash everybody. It didn't seem like they cared who they hit. Like I said, DeAndre Thomas or uh, Deontre Williams. I'm sorry, uh, basically power Miles Jones too, and they just the defense seems pumped up, and I, I love it.
2: All right, so final thing before we move on to the last call is I want to talk about uh, the spring game sellout. Essentially, it's a sellout. Almost 86,000 fans showed up, had a whole bunch of recruits come in, put on a great show for the fans, the recruits, and we got a couple of recruits out of the deal. Tyler, tell us about that.
0: Well, I mean, I think the, the biggest recruit we got was out of the 2020 class next year. Um, he is one of the, is the number six overall offensive tackle in the country. Uh, Turner, Co- uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Is it Cochran? No, Corcoran. Co- Corcoran. Co- Corcoran. okay. Um, he's the number 55th prospect in the country. He's from Kansas. You know, he's in the 500-mile radius. I think you look at another elite lineman. And released uh, today um, uh, is we brought in another Juco um, who was at the spring game? Who was one of the top defensive tackles in the country? Uh, so it was it was an overall pretty impressive day. It sounds like it was very impressive across the board for recruits. Um, so great day for the Huskers.
2: Yeah, that JUCO DL was a uh, he was a four star too. So uh, ranking him in Derek, what were your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you know you you brought Corker in and we talked about. It. I know you talked about that, but you stole him from player from uh, teams like. Uh Oklahoma and Ohio State. I mean, big teams were after that kid. I mean, I know you said he was a high-rated recruit, but wow, that was pretty cool. And and, and fans, listen, all those fans sold that. I've read so many different other players. I think we're going to get a lot of players out of that spring spring game selling out. There were a lot of recruits that were so impressed with that. They love Frost and they love the staff, but the fact they had that kind of support from a from a fan base, just really seems to ring true for some, a lot of these kids, and uh, it, it was so big that the basketball team brought four recruits in. Yeah, and got Go one. Fred. Of, yeah, well, Go Fred. he got one of them to to continue to stay with Nebraska. He'd already signed with Nebraska, but he got him to stay with Nebraska by going to that spring game and right Gervais Green. So, pretty cool, well, I think. And I just want to throw one more thing out on Turner,
0: like us bringing him in. You know, obviously we got a really good recruit last year at offense attack. Although we had a really good class across the board, but to show how elite he is, according to twenty four seven, he is the number eleventh all time commit Nebraska's ever gotten. He would he would he would have been better. He would have been our number one commit in last year's class ahead of uh, even Wandell Robinson. And the guy is absolutely a stud um, at running, uh, at tackle. I think he is a huge get for Nebraska. And I, I believe where we are going with what we brought in last class and where we started off this year, man, I love what we're doing with the pipeline. It, it is coming together great.
1: Absolutely. Can you imagine Bryce Benhart on one side and uh, Corcoran on the other side? That's some pretty big boys taking your edges off there for you someone's gonna have to move the guard
0: right like i mean (laughs) you've got i mean we're probably two or three years away you've got matthew anderson i mean you've got some decent guys in there that like someone's gonna have to move the guard (laughs)
2: hey we're a couple years away tyler it's okay it'll all be figured out in a couple of years all right let's get into last call now no topics are off limits last call to you tyler my
0: last call goes to Tiger Woods. Uh this weekend was one of the best weekends of golf I've seen in a, a long time cuz Tiger is back. He was wearing that red polo, which is a really weird shirt. Um that he was wearing with the turtleneck, but uh it's awesome to see him back in contention. Hopefully the he had a good time at Perkins after the tournament.
1: All right, Derek. Absolutely, go Tiger. I that guy's done so much for golf. I think he's uh, he's the only reason I watch any the Masters. Uh, I know you guys watch it a little more than I do, but I was glued to the TV watching Tiger in this in this Masters. He played a good round. It did help the fact that oh, uh, Molinari uh, screwed up on the 15 hole that he put two balls in the hole in the water. Looked like me golfing out there for a minute. So yeah, that always helps Tiger a little bit
2: yeah anybody would kill you in golf hey you know what i thought it was great you know tiger woods you know he just made a great story the way that he played from start to finish ultimately you know he was always in contention there was a reason to tune in because let's face it golf is better if tiger is competing for uh first right one of the funnier tweets that i saw was a tweet and i forget who actually wrote it but it said something along the lines of, Tiger Woods, proof that hookers and cocaine will only temporarily ruin your life. <laughs> was, I just thought that was kind of funny. But you know what? The dude got uh, uh, a tweet from uh, President Trump saying, you know, he was going to give him the Presidential Medal of Freedom, you know, and bring him to the White House. I moments. Cool moments. The dude battled back from so much, you know, with everything that happened with his ex-wife and DWIs, whatever. You know, you know rough lives.
1: Th- that that part don't even matter. What what matters is it the doesn't. fact. What matters is the fact that he came back from four back surgeries and four knee surgeries. Sure, like yeah, the, the physical part. I mean, the mental part. I get. I get that's a strain too, but. Man, the, the physical part of coming back from that many surgeries are, and, and that right. important of your of your body to just that speaks volumes for what that guy did.
2: All right, so real real quick, I don't want to make this a golf segment by no means. Does he win any other majors this year, Tyler?
0: No, but I hope he uh Hope he's in contention every one of them. All
2: right, uh, last call to you, Derek. All right, Husker baseball's
1: doing pretty good, guys. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention well. Justin, I know you have. Uh, Tyler, yeah, whatever. So they are now 37th in the RPI after sweeping Penn State this weekend. That was, I think it was pretty good wins. Uh, I know Penn State's not top-notch. They're not quite where Indiana and Illinois are at right now. But, uh, you know, we've looked really good against our non-conference schedule, beating Baylor and Creighton once. And Texas Tech once. Uh, baseball's looking really on the upswing right now. we got a bunch of young guys playing. Uh, We've got three freshman pitchers and some freshman outfielders that are looking really good. Everything's pointing up for Nebraska baseball right now, and I'm excited for them.
2: Yeah, we're getting votes in the top 25 and the various polls. I mean... It's not going to be long before that we're actually ranked in the top 25. And this Darren Erstadt team, right? you know I watched two out of the three games when they were at Baylor, and this team is special. Darren Erstadt has a good team this year. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Tyler, I'm just going to skip you, save you the trouble, move it along. So last call to me. Uh, my last call goes out to Bud Crawford, who fights Amir Khan this Saturday on pay-per-view at a Madison Square Garden. Uh, the prelims will be on ESPN Two, so we can watch that for free. If you want to watch Bud beat the sh- crap out of AmeriCon, get that pay-per-view. AmeriCon is 8-1 to one odds. Uh, I am predicting that Bud Crawford knocks AmeriCon out by the fifth round. Tyler
0: yeah i hope you're right i i really think uh bud crawford's been a great story for nebraska fans um in boxing in general he's one of my favorite fighters to watch um i don't know if i'll check this one out but i i hope he has a good performance on saturday Derek, go
2: bud yep absolutely all right fun show guys this is a lot of fun uh we'll do it next week when we talk about the uh updating our depth charts so uh Be sure to follow the Husker Cuzcast on Twitter at Husker Cuzcast. Like us on Facebook. Our episodes can be found everywhere that carries podcasts. We appreciate any and all feedback, and please share our episodes. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. As always, go Big Red.